Hello, guys. Hey, guys. Here we are with another episode of the Kawaii Cast. The Kawaii Cast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so, so to today's episode, <laughs> what are we doing? It's a very, very special episode. So, I was kind of thinking different episodes that we could do with just me and Tyler, since most of the time it's just the two of us. And I started looking towards the, you know, to the tube of you for solutions. And what I ended up finding was a lot of really clickbaity videos that were like top 10 anime betrayals and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, we should do something like that, but not so clickbaity. So we decided to do a top 10 list of our own, but technically it's just two top five lists. Uh, one is going to be top the top five Tyler waifus. And the other list is top five Candace husbandos. Yes. But there's a twist. Want to tell them the twist, Tyler? So the twist is I try to guess Candace's top five husbandos, and then she will read off her list of actual husbandos and vice versa. So Candace will do it with my waifus. Yeah. So, I mean, but I didn't guess your top five waifus. I'm just telling you what they are. <laughs> you are so full of shit. <laughs> Now, I think you'll be present, pleasantly surprised with my waifus. I know, because I wrote them. And I'm right. No. You're so full of crap. Now, we'll, you'll find by the end of this episode that my list is more accurate than yours. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> you just wanted to do this episode to judge me on my trash. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so the question is, how are we going to start? This this is a good question. So we could do it um, several ways. One, we could do it where we both read off each other's supposed lists, and then we talk about, and then we compare, you know, and then we read off the actual lists. Or we can do it, one of us reads off the supposed list, and then we read off the actual list. I think it should go, like... Fake list, real list, fake list, real list. Okay. Because then the second half of this isn't just us telling people about ourselves. We're kind of mixing it a little bit. That's fair. We can do that. It's mixed nuts. So so what's cheaper, beer nuts or deer nuts? Deer what? nuts, because they're under a buck. <laughs> Sorry. You said nuts. I had to say that cheesy joke. Are they under? I thought they were, like, behind, like a cat. I... Uh, do I look like an expert <laughs> on deer anatomy? You're, you brought it up. Well, you brought up nuts. Alright, how do we decide who goes first? That is a good question. We can, um, flip a coin. Uh, I don't have a coin. I don't have a coin, but Google might. Google flip coin app. There's... Or a flip coin, uh, something. Okay, it already flipped, uh, but go ahead and call it. Heads. Is that heads for you to go first, or is that heads for me to go first? Uh, heads for you to go first. Okay. Tails, you go first. I go first. Yep, so you I'm, go first. So I'm going to read your husband -o list. Yep. Okay. Um, you know, this is really hard. Because... Uh, because I put restrictions on it. You did. Now, now, what were your restrictions? So the restrictions were that it had to be an anime. It didn't doesn't necessarily have to be an anime first, but it has to be an anime. There has to be at least an, an anime adaptation of it. 
And I also, if it's basically just like a JRPG, like, and the reason I put this exclusion is because I really wanted to include games that Tyler was playing recently, like Near Automata. So if it's just a JRPG or just a video game like Overwatch doesn't have an anime adaptation, you can't include any of the characters from it. Uh, we also excluded a series that are kind of questionable whether or not they're considered anime, such as Avatar and Ruby and Voltron. Yeah, and, and that's what made this difficult, because before we made that rule, I had your list basically down. It was like, <laughs> it was like, Lyren from Ruby, and like, uh, who was, who's the other one I'm thinking of? Probably Krom. Krom, that's it. Yeah. And it was Krom, and then I think there was one other person that I can't remember now. It was but... probably McCree. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> So it just threw my whole list out the window. Was the fourth slot just Matthew Mercer? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Headcanon Matthew Mercer is anime. Because that sounds about right. I mean, he's in enough. Yeah, I mean, he's getting married, though, so it's going to try to not... Fair. <laughs> so, so should I go from... Uh... Start with number five and work your way up, just like any other clickbait list. Num number five and work my way up. And okay. explain why you chose what you chose. Or why I would choose what you chose. Okay. So, number five, I had to go with Akechi from Persona 5. I no, I'm you. just messing with you. I know you hate him. <laughs> Akechi can die in a fire. <laughs> no. Um, number five, I went with Yusuke from Persona 5. That's not that's not a bad guess, actually. That's what I was thinking. I was yeah. like, you know what? She's she's been balls deep in Persona 5 lately. Let's let's go with this. Yeah, uh, honestly, uh and a little spoiler alert. If I had picked Persona 5 to pick a husbando from cuz I was th this close to doing so, Yusuke definitely would have been my pick. Uh the problem is that I really wanted to include only one Persona husbando and he's not from Persona 5. <laughs> Oh. He is my husband from Persona 5, though, so. Okay. Um, number four, well, okay, so I'm going to throw this one out. I made a list of six because I wasn't mm -hmm. sure if we were going to include Persona 5. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so this next one I'm going to throw out. Um, so, so as my number four... Um, Man, this this was hard picking your your top five. Um, I went with Hayashi from MMO Junkie, or from out of game in that series Sakurai. You're you're not wrong. Uh, he didn't make my list, but he almost did. Like uh, Sakurai was hands down best husbando material from that series. And he actually, I think he is in number six because I just adore him so much. So I'm actually, it was close. I'll give that to you. Okay. Yeah, he almost, he almost made the list. Um, number three, I, I put down Asahi from Haikyuu. Asahi crossed my mind as well. Uh, I actually have an Asahi figure. <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm getting really close on you these are. marks. Like, it's like you're throwing an axe and you're hitting the target every time, but nowhere near the bullseye. Uh, Asahi did not make the final cut because 
I don't I feel he's a little bit too high school, and I'm not going to discriminate against age, especially because he's 18 by the end of the series, and there's going to be a few on my list that are high schoolers. Uh, but to me, it did feel a bit too like he's less mature. It did feel a bit too like this feels awkward because his whole story is based around him being in high school. And for some reason, the other high school characters I picked were not quite in that boat. They had more experiences outside of school that made them feel a bit more mature and adult-like, so. All right. Yeah. I, I can see that. But also, he almost made the list, too, so you're, you're getting very close. Um, and then number two for this spot, uh, this is the sword by boy I chose for you. I, I chose Yaman Bagiri. Nailed it! <laughs> yes! Yep, uh. Yaman Bagiri is on my list. <laughs> Uh, Yama Bagiri is the best sword boy. It was between him and Kanesada, to be honest. I'm like, Kanesada is the sword that you could show off. Like, that's, he's like the trophy husband though. Uh, but Yama Bagiri is somebody that I'd like, you know, I'd prefer to settle down with. He's just sweeter. And I'll always love the way that he rolled around drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so so that was my my number two. I was I figured it had to be one sword boy. So oh, and, absolutely. And, and that was one that you you seem to be talking about a lot. So yeah, that was why he was my choice. And then for my number one spot, I had to go with an old school anime, and I had to go with Karama from Yu Yu Hakusho. <laughs> He is my number one. <laughs> uh, nailed it. Uh, Kurama was my first husband. <laughs> so he will always have the number one spot. Uh, I could hear Stefan just immediately. Kuhabara was better. Stupid fangirls. So one of the biggest reasons I went with the list I did is you it, it seems like you seem to have a thing for pretty boys oh absolutely <laughs> <laughs> pretty boys are the best boys i mean I, I i won't argue which is fine because uh my official list my persona choice is actually probably the least pretty persona character out there really mm, he barely beat yusuke by a hair so with that, uh, I'm going to go ahead and pull up my list, if I could grab the right app and not click on the stupid shit. Okay, so number five actually was one of my technicality ones, just like Persona. And it was because uh, since I did rule out Fire Emblem, I realized that there is only one official Fire Emblem anime. Um... There's just one. He's always he's been my reason for wanting to get into Fire Emblem since the very beginning. Uh, I loved his game. Probably was one of my favorite games, and it's the only one that's an anime. As uh, that would be Marth. Marth. Wow, I wasn't even aware that they had an anime. Of... Yeah, and he doesn't wear pants in it, so I mean <laughs> it's a win-win. How how does he not wear pants? Does he have like a long tunic or? You or... would think it's a long tunic, but I mean it's still pretty short. I mean, I, I, I'm i hoping he's got something so he's not just dangling out there, right? Yeah, you don't know that. Like... <laughs> nah. Mind All you, right. the animation quality is not very good, and the story for the anime was just kind of bleh. 
but it still technically counts, and it's still Marth, and he was still the only reason to watch that anime. So <laughs> I'm going to count it. Okay. Uh, the reason why I chose him over Asahi and Sakurai, even though, I, honestly, it was really between him and Sakurai for that position. Uh, I went with Marth just because I think it's been with me a bit longer. Like, he was a character that got me into an entire franchise that's been a big part of my life. And introduced me to uh, my favorite Fire Emblem husbando, which is Krom. But Krom doesn't have an anime yet, so... Yeah, I, I don't know if they're gonna make an anime for him. I, they probably won't, to be honest. But I could still dream. It, it's just, it's so hard to translate game to an anime. Yeah, and I mean, mind you, the one Fire Emblem anime that does exist is horrible, so <laughs> case in point. Exactly. But still, Martha will always have a place in my heart, because he introduced me into something that I just genuinely love, and I met a lot of my friends through, and I just... He's best husband. I even want to cosplay his wife at some point. So, because she's adorable. Uh, number four is one I'm surprised you did not get, considering that this was from a recent episode, and was one of my very first anime crushes ever, and has absolutely stuck with me throughout all of the years... And I still really want to cosplay with this character, uh, and that would be Zelgoddess. You know, it, it crossed my mind. I did think about putting that on my list, but I was like, oh, well, I've, I've, I've got these other people I'm, I'm considering, so... Yeah, it was kind of a mixed barrel with those bottom spots. Uh, Zelgoddess is just... He started my whole uh, crush on 2D men phase, so... Uh, he didn't really reach husband status until after I hit puberty, but... And Krama had beat him to the punch. Yeah. But he was genuinely, like, my first crush. So, you know, when you're ten and you like older men, it's pretty normal. And then... Uh, I forget, did you put Yama Bagiri for number three? Uh, number two. Oh, yeah, he was actually number three. Oh. So close. I still count that as a bullseye, though, because, uh... <laughs> I think the reason Yamba Bagiri I think is better than all these ridiculously godlike pretty boys is because I think he's the one who has like the most like personality. Like he he's insanely talented, he's insanely skilled, he's actually a rare sword, but he acts like he's useless and he acts like he's not fit to be with all these other really pretty men and I just wanna tell him like you are fit. <laughs> You are pretty. You are pretty. You're the best, Yamabagiri. I love you. Keep your head up. And I was this close from buying a Yamabagiri wall scroll at Nihon Matsuri, and I regret not buying it. <laughs> of course. It was so pretty. But you have no space on your walls anyways. I would make room. <laughs> <laughs> would, would we have to, you know, jimmy rig it up so it's on your ceiling? Uh, I think I could... Put something else on my ceiling and make room for it. Oh, okay. Uh, number two was actually my Persona husband And he made it all the way to number two because I just... He just kind of affected me a lot. So, you always see, like, these polls of, like, you know, which anime death affected you the most. And you always get the answers. Like, Maze Hughes is usually, like, the number one. And... You know, the base, pretty standard ones that everybody remembers, like top 10 anime deaths, and 
I always feel like I'm kind of alone in this, in the fact that there was one anime death that came from a video game that honestly affected me a lot more. And that was from Persona 3, and that is Shinji. Who... I mean, he was just such a complex character. Especially for media that was coming out around that time. He came out in a JRPG for PlayStation 2, and... Persona 3 hadn't really taken off here in the U.S. the same way that, like, Final Fantasy did, although it absolutely deserved to be. And really, the one thing that with Persona 3 that really, really kind of just got me hooked on this franchise uh, that I first experienced via the P3 movie was Shinji's death. And it's because it was just so complex for a character from this franchise, because usually the characters from these franchises... Uh, they overcome their, like, darker selves, and they gain their personas, and they that persona just kind of sticks with them. And a lot of times, that's pr basically where their character arcs typically end. It's like, oh, I overcame all these bad things about me, and now I'm a warrior for good. Uh, Shinji was one of the few characters that didn't really have that going for him. Uh, he, he did unlock his persona by kind of accepting his dark past that he had with Akihiko. But ultimately, him and Akihiko took two very different paths. Akihiko continued to be like a warrior for justice, uh, where Shinji actually became kind of afraid of his own internal power. Uh, he actually uh, was involved in the death of an innocent civilian, which actually led to that woman's child inheriting a persona. And from there, Shinji became too scared of his self. And in order for his persona to not turn it back into a shadow, he basically became involved in drugs to try to suppress himself. Drugs? Yep, drugs. <laughs> uh, but from there, he began to question, you know, kind of where his morals were. And whether or not it was important to try to overcome those fears, or basically what, like... He was kind of on a dark path. All of his friends were trying to help him. And ultimately, everything he did was absolutely selfless all the way to the very end where he finally did overcome those fears. And he ended up dying for the child whose mother he killed. And... Just going around killing people. What a <laughs> jackass. <laughs> so he, he was shot because he jumped in front of a gun. And honestly, that character death, to me, is probably one of the strongest in anime. And it absolutely solidified him as best Persona husband-o. Uh, although it makes me sad, because Persona 3 has this doesn't have experience share, so I can never have him on my team. Because having him on your team is just basically throwing away all that experience points when he dies. Because it doesn't go back to your team, it doesn't get pooled, it just, when he dies, it goes with him. So yeah. I'm like, I never have him on my team. So God bless Persona Q that let me have Shinji on my team. Because <laughs> he deserves fair. it. Shinji's the best. Uh, I also kind of ship him with Akihiko. So. <laughs> straight. Straight, hetero. <laughs> well, for them it's gay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then finally, of course, uh, top tier husband O is Kurama. And I will fight you on this. He is 18 by the end of the series. <laughs> Everybody always says he's in junior high. He's not in junior high. There is proof that he's not in junior high. He's in high school during most of the series. And then at the end, after the time skip, he's 18. And he's in college. 
And I know this because in the manga, there was a one-shot chapter where it showed him when he was in junior high and he had a completely different school uniform and he had short hair. Alright, fight me on this! He is well, the oldest person other than Hiei. Well, I'm one, I'm not going to judge you. Two, isn't he like a thousands-year-old fox spirit okay, but that I'm not into inhabits a child body and then like that child's body gets age-reversed to non-existence and he becomes like his original form or some shit like that? More or less. Uh, I'm not into Yoko Kurama, though. <laughs> oh, Yoko okay. Kurama's kind of an ass. Uh, <laughs> I'm more into the Suichi Kurama, who, I mean, is still physically a minor, but by end series, he's he's 18. Trust me, he's 18. All you girls that grew up crushing on Kurama when you were growing up and are like, oh, now I feel like a, you know, a cougar because I'm still into a minor. And like, he's not a minor anymore. He's an adult. Trust me. You're safe. You can come join me. Join me in the Kurama circle. Uh, Kurama, again, was probably one of the most complex characters. I think a lot of people fell for him instantly because he is the pretty boy. And I think that's the stereotype. Uh, but ultimately, Kurama became my favorite just because... One, he's smart, but two, he actually developed in a lot of ways. Like, he was already, like, top-tier brains, and so he couldn't really get smarter, but what he could do is he could develop emotionally. Uh, when Yusuke first meets him, he realizes that even though Kurama has learned a bit from being a human, uh, he still doesn't really fully understand human emotion. He doesn't really understand that sacrificing himself for his mother is actually a bad thing, because his mother's actually going to be really sad. So, it's Yusuke that teaches him that, and you see it develop more and more throughout the franchise, and then by the end of the series, Kurama was given basically the choice of if he wants to stay in the demon realm and basically become one of the top tier demons, or if he wants to return to the human realm and basically, you know, remove that entire part of his life. And... I mean, the logical choice would have been to stay in the demon realm. By all means, he didn't really have anything left in the human realm to really fight for. Uh, he was... Like, the whole reason he became a human was so he could someday return to the demon realm. And his mother had remarried, so it's not like she really needed him in her life anymore. Like, she would be able to move on at that point. Yeah. But... Ultimately, by that point, his character developed enough that he had begun to understand emotion a lot more and he chose to follow his heart and not his brain and i love him he's great and anybody who says he's not a good character or had poor character development you're fucking wrong because he's fantastic and he developed way more than he did fight me no i'm not gonna argue with <laughs> fight you fight me partially because i i don't think i've actually seen the series beyond the tournament arc really you need to, yeah. you need to fix that like i've seen i've seen up until the tournament arc i I don't remember if I've ever actually seen how it finished. Uh, the ending is kind of rushed. But mostly because the writer of the manga was actually suffering a lot of medical issues. And he was genuinely scared that he was going to die before he finished his series. And so he just kind of wrapped up the series really fast. And then he lived for, like, a lot longer. <laughs> and they always asked him, because he ended up creating a new series, but they asked him if he would ever go back and finish Yu Yu Hakusho proper. And he always said, you know, like, Yu Yu Hakusho is such a strain on me. And as much as I love the series, I feel like rushing to the ending was ultimately the best way to end it. As sad as it is, 
I mean, a lot of fans were disappointed in the he was in a coma the whole time ending, but honestly, hearing the story about the writer actually makes me feel a lot better about the ending, and I really do think it's better that he doesn't go back and fix it. Yeah. I mean, stick to your guns. So, that's my top five husbandos. Uh, Tyler did really good. I'm surprised. Uh, you at least named everything I'm, in my top ten. I'm I'm a little surprised, too, because, like I said, I was really struggling with some of those. I will admit, uh, my list was harder than your list, because <laughs> uh, I do tend to romance more uh, video game men than anime men. All right. But, uh... Um, do, you, do you have any honorable mentions? I wrote down a few honorable mentions on my waifu lists. Uh, you actually named my honorable mentions. Oh, okay. uh, like I said, Asahi almost made the list, but I felt it was like little too minor for me. Uh, even though he is an adult by this point in the manga. So, I mean, I guess I really shouldn't have felt too upset about that. And then uh, Sakurai was an honorable mention because, well, he's just perfect. So, and he's a dweeb, and I love him. Okay. And he's best princess. So, so the one that I, I had written down that, that I decided to skip uh-huh. because I wasn't sure about that, that thing, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a little insight as to why I chose him Okay. before I say. So it was, it was a series that you, you've been talking about, and you've, you've always been upset that it didn't win any of the awards at the Crunchyroll Awards. <laughs> so I think at this point you know which series mm-hmm. it is. So, so that's, that's why I was thinking him. And and you're all you were always talking about this this character, mm-hmm. but I I just I couldn't remember his name. I so so I kind of I had to look it up, mm-hmm. and because I had I, I couldn't really find any pictures to match any of the names. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go off of the pretty boy aspect. Yeah. No. Uh. If he's who I'm th- you're, I think you're thinking of, he's not a pretty boy. Okay. But but uh, I wrote Kyoji from Rakugo. Uh, yeah. Uh, Kyoji definitely has a special place in my heart. Uh, he's great. Uh, I'm actually trying to think of Kyoji because their names change so much. Like that's the thing uh, about Rakugo is they have I know, like, that multiple was, names. That was part of the the trouble of trying to look up all their names, and it was just it was so hard for me to figure out which one I should put down. Because, um, <laughs> like you were saying, they all they changed their names what three four times throughout the series. Yeah, absolutely. Um, trying to find the character list characters there we go do 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 i know sorry there's so many because i think kyoji is the right person like i'm pretty sure but god they changes their names so many times yeah um i'll just sit here and eat some popcorn while you look that up yeah that's fine Pardon me. Oh, that was a pretty good one. Um, I guess I'll pause this for a second. Yeah. Alright. Alright, so... so yeah, we did establish it as uh Kyoji. Uh he actually has several names. Uh Yotaro is the name that 
uh, he's given through most of the series, which means a uh, fool. Okay. So, and that that's the name that was given to him by his teacher. Uh, then he also becomes the third generation uh, Yurakute. And he was supposed to inherit another name, but I can't remember if he actually did. Uh, he's he's actually a fantastic husbando choice. Uh, he didn't make my list because I don't personally feel like he's my husbando, but he was definitely one of the best characters in the series because uh, he doesn't really make a big appearance until the second season. Like he's in the very first episode, and then the second episode goes into a flashback from like before he was born, and then the second season is really about him. And in the second season, he basically uh, becomes father to, like, his uh, teacher's daughter's baby. Because he finds out that she was pregnant and she just doesn't want to get into the details of who the father was. And so he offers to become the father of that baby. And he's just like, oh, you know, it's like, he's like, if you don't want to be in a relationship with me, that's fine. He's like, I respect you and I respect the fact that you don't want to be with me. But I want the baby to have a father, so I'll be the baby's father, and then you could just determine where our relationship is. And so for a while, that's basically how it is. Like, he's just, he kind of fathers the baby, she mothers the baby, and they're not together. Uh, eventually, the two of them do grow closer and do become husband and wife. But I really respect the fact that he kind of let her make that at her own pace. Like, there was never a point where he pressured her or made her feel like they had to be, you know together to be parents to the he, child. he's never the guy that's like oh well i'm i'm fa- basically the father of your child like we should be together yeah and there was also another point where he felt like she couldn't be a mother by herself like he never told her like oh this the baby has to have a father because mothers can't do it by themselves but ultimately it was just like he always wanted to be a father and he felt like deep down she really wanted her baby to have a father Mm-hmm. So he was just like, I I want to be the baby's father. And he's just, he's so great. And I love him. And that whole series deserves way more credit than it gets. Because the writing is just absolutely beautiful. Uh, So with that, uh, do we want to head straight into your list? Uh, I don't know. Do we want to go into my list? <laughs> I had to Google one of them. <laughs> okay. So, this is the top five trash list. Uh, Some of these are kind of hard, and one of them is a minor. So, uh, so number five, I actually really had no idea what the fuck to put here. So, I started to rummage through basically your things. Figuring out what the hell... My my things. I I have a thing. Your things. The stuff around your house. Trying to figure out, like... Oh, those things. Yeah. Trying to figure out, like, who, like, would best be on your top five list, and it was really tough, because, like, part of me was just kind of like, okay, did Tyler get this figure because he genuinely waifus this girl, or did he just get it because he thought it was pretty, or because I sat there and convinced him to get it? So, the one that almost made the list, missed it by this much, and I'm... Actually, is now realizing she probably is on your list. Was uh, Toshigi, who makes the number six spot. She's actually not on my list. Really? Like I, <laughs> I do love Toshigi, but I just, I don't necessarily see her as waifu material. Yeah. So, see, and that's what I thought because it, I was the one who convinced you to buy that Toshigi figure. 
So I thought, like, maybe she's not quite wife so, material. So, so she made the number six spot. So with with that in mind, um, I really think this is going to be a hard list for you. Because as much as I joke <laughs> about having, you know, 13 waifus, I actually don't. I know you don't. And that's why this list was hard. Uh, number five almost feels like a throwaway, though. Because like I said, it almost came down to Toshigi. Uh, ultimately, the figure that I have actually seen you refer to as your waifu before... But I don't know a lot about the character, so it just, it might just be a throwaway entry, but that was Hestia. Hestia, no. Um, you did refer I, to her as your waifu, though. Of course, like I said, you know, I do joke about having 13 waifus, so so I can see why you have, why why that came across. Um, I, I do enjoy Hestia, I, I like her a lot, but I just, I, I don't necessarily feel there's a lot of girls from that series that i would waifu mm-hmm. at least until after i read the light novels after reading the light novels i would waifu makoto so hard hey we both have a makoto waifu yes high five, high five. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's really sad because makoto she now now that there's a second season announced um if if it's gonna go as far as I think it will in the light novels, then she is going to get her time to shine. Like there's a specific moment in the 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 novels that you read, and it's like, oh my god, I love this girl. Yeah. You know. So so if it gets that far in the second season, then I will be ecstatic because it is so cool. All right. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, Hestia was kind of a throwaway. I don't really know enough about the franchise, but I have seen you refer to Hestia as your waifu before. And you cared enough about her to buy a $40 Nendoroid of her, so... That's fair. Yeah. Like like I said, you know, it's, 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 it's a decent, decent a, choice. I'm a bit more picky about my Nendoroids, so I think I just kind of projected that onto you a bit. Although you do have a Sakura Nendoroid, and you don't even watch Cardcaptor Sakura, so... <laughs> It's it's been a while. I like Cardcaptor Sakura, but it yeah. has been a while since I've watched it, and I do need to watch the new clear you, card. You do. I need to finish it. So number four, I think is the only character on here that's actually a minor. But I mean, and I was trying to avoid like minor characters for you because I'm just like I I think that's kind of weird. And I know that you've gotten away with saying, you know, characters are over a thousand years old, te- technically, and I would still say that she's still technically in puberty, which still makes her a child, Tyler. I don't care if she's a thousand years old. A thousand years old for dragons is like 12 for humans, all right? Okay. It's gross. Anyway, so my number four <laughs> choice, just had a rant, uh, my number four choice is Mina from My Hero Academia. Because you seem to be super balls deep about I Mina. I absolutely love Mina. I really do. But I don't... It's a, kind of the same thing. I don't actually waifu anyone from my hero. That's actually surprising. I actually thought Mina would have absolutely made your list, because... No, like, on, honestly, if, if I felt that I needed to waifu anyone from my hero, I would have chosen her. Because I do, I just absolutely adore her. She's just, she's so cute, and she just, she has, I know it's going to sound cheesy, but her smile is just, yeah, I know, it's just. She is cute. Like, Mina's absolutely my aesthetic, 
I just feel like she's boring. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, the the uh, the creator of it has said that he wants to do a like a an arc. I guess not necessarily an arc, but like he he does want her to have a moment. I hope you know? so, because I'm like Mina deserves a moment. Mina deserves to be more than like the class idiot. Because that's how she's been written this entire time. She gets bad grades and she's a slacker. And people question, like, how did she even make it into the, you know, top class? Like, her powers don't seem, like, any more impressive than anybody from the second class. And she clearly doesn't know how to use them very effectively. We never actually see her combat. Like, we see her do, like, the fake combat. But even then, I think she actually flunks that part of the course. Yeah. So, I mean, Mina never really gets to do much more than just be a slide. You know, and it's just kind of sad. It even, is. Even in the tournament, like, her power was basically just, like, don't fall out of the ring. So, it just... Mina deserves more. I just thought she would have been on your list. She does. And and like I said, that that's a, uh, a fair assumption to put her on my list because... Again, I I have expressed my adoration for her because she is just, she's so precious. Mm-hmm. But I just, I didn't think of her as waifu. That's fair. Number three might actually be in the same boat. Uh, this was the first character that, since I met you, was the first character I really considered, like, Tyler's waifu. But I don't know if you ever actually explicitly said she's your waifu, but it just, it kind of feels like she should be. If she's not your waifu, she, you should consider it. You two would probably be very happy together. And that is Chi from Chobits. Oh, man. I'm, I'm not surprised you have her on my list. I'm, I'm really not. But she's not. She's definitely an honorable mention. I love Chi and I love Chobits. I just, she's, she's, she's one of those characters that to me is, too cute and too pure <laughs> for me to want to defile with me. Oh, you don't have to defile her. You can just marry her and love her and cuddle. I, I mean, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, it's all you're going to do if you try to do that anyway is you're going to turn off her power button. <laughs> and destroy the world, possibly. <laughs> yeah, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like like I said, she's just... Good, good assumption to put her on the list, because I do adore her, but no, I just, I, I don't see her that way. So number two, I'm pretty sure is actually your number one, but I think she needs to be number two. Because there's a waifu that is better that you probably haven't realized is truly meant, meant for you. So number two is going to be the obvious one that I already know is on your list, and that is Rem from ReZero. Rem is on my list. And I'm sure she's your number one because you're a pleb and you can't think outside the box. Don't don't judge me. I love Rem. <laughs> Rem is my waifu. So, I mean, other than the obvious reasons, why is Rem your waifu? Because she's just... She, she's this ball of cuteness and badassery all rolled into one. <laughs> she also got the best girl speech. She did. Yeah. Like, absolutely got the best girl speech. Like, she got that speech and... As she's saying it, you're just like, oh, my heart. And she's still single because she got rejected. I know. Because for some reason, somebody was capable of rejecting that best girl speech. Jackass. 
Who's Rem? Who's Rem? <laughs> so, number one. Oh, goody. You don't realize number one is your top waifu, but I know number one's your top waifu, because I know you better than you know you. Well, that's probably true, because <laughs> I don't know me. So, number one was, I immediately knew that number one was going to be who it was from the very beginning. Because Tyler absolutely got me into this franchise, and I surprisingly liked it. Even though it seemed like the kind of series I wasn't going to like. And it's a series, it stems from an interest that Tyler's had for a long time, and it's something that he absolutely geeks out about every chance he gets, even outside of anime. Like, if he were to do a second podcast, it would probably be on this topic. Uh, every time he talks about this topic, I feel my brain slowly lo- trying to crawl out of my ears. You're, you're gonna pick my <laughs> tank girl, huh? Better yet, she was your first Figma. And I know you want to be inside her. And that is the Panzer from Girls in Panzer. <laughs> yes, the PZ4. The PZ4. Uh, <laughs> I know you want to be inside I, her, Tyler. I want to be inside her so hard. <laughs> she even has her own harem. It's true. And she is not only your first uh, Figma that you ever purchased, she's the most expensive Figma you've ever purchased. That is very true, because she, she was like 360-some-odd bucks. Yeah, and she takes up like a good portion of your living room. I know, I can't even put her in my display case. Yeah, I know. And she was your cover <laughs> photo for a long time. Uh, that's That's great. So, yes... Uh, no, the thank PP, you very much. The PV4. I, I only have a thing for American tanks. Oh, that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lie, you love the Asians. <laughs> yeah, but also, the PV4 she's German. is German. Yeah, she's thank German. you very much. You're right. She's German. That's still kind of racist. <laughs> you love her, though. <laughs> that is true. She's your number one waifu. I mean, she's... Your to- whole list is obsolete she's, now. She's, she's totally upgradable. Like, everything beyond that is obsolete. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Your whole list doesn't matter now because the Panzer from Girls in Panzer is absolutely your best waifu. That is, is very true, okay? She comes with a harem, Tyler. She's, she's she's now getting put at the top. Yep, I knew it. I told you your list was going to be obsolete. I told you my version of your list was better. Oh, that's that's great. <laughs> if you guys ever want to see what this beautiful anime chick looks like, uh, Tyler should post a picture for her on Instagram. <laughs> Maybe I will. So, so that being said, is is there an actual girl from Girls in Panzer that you would ship me with? Uh, the one girl that like that didn't know five a.m. was a thing. The driver. Yeah. I adore her. She's precious. I didn't think she was as you know waifu material as the tank, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> But come on, honestly, can you say you you wouldn't want to be inside the PZ4? I mean, she's probably, like, the oldest woman you'd be attracted to, let's be honest. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, Tyler usually likes him a bit younger, but, I mean, for the, the Panzer, he'll make an exception. It's true, I will. I like that you immediately knew I'll talk about tanks the moment I said, God, you talk about it all the fucking time. <laughs> 
You get a small heart on every time you talk about tanks. I know you. Small heart on? <laughs> I've got the biggest heart on for tanks, okay? Look, if I'm ever in a, within a 50-foot vicinity of a tank, I'm, I'm just going to jizz in my pants, okay? I'm, I'm just saying... If Tyler ever gets inside a tank, he's going to get that tank pregnant. I, I will die within that tank. You are not getting me out. <laughs> I thought tanks were supposed to prevent you from dying. Eh, doesn't matter. Had sex. <laughs> so if you guys uh, that listen to our podcast and know how to draw, please draw us fan art of Tyler and his top tier waifu. Uh, let's, let's keep it PG-13. <laughs> Although I am curious about Rated R. Send those to him in a private message. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll accept it. Draw, draw Tyler some tank hentai. There's, I'm, I'm sure it's on the internet. <laughs> there's the, there's the name of the episode, Tank Hentai gross <laughs> yet hot <laughs> so what is your actual uh top five list not that it matters anymore well obviously i have a very important top five list it's the best top five list okay. it's not the best top five list <laughs> So it's like a watch mojo list. Oh, oh. <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> okay, so I have, and 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 I know you're gonna say this is my this is my trash list. Oh, absolutely. I have Hinatsuru I from the Rio's work is never done. Get out. Okay. <laughs> Please tell me she's not a child. She's the child. Oh my god, Tyler! I'm kidding. This is my fake waifu list. Okay. As you can see, I've got two lists. Fake <laughs> and real. My other on uh, fake waifus is Sagiri from Arrow Manga Sensei. Of course. Not even giving you the time of the, day for the this The dignity list. Of, of my... Uh, of a response. Just letting you go through this and pat yourself on the back for your creativity. About Shiro from No Game No Life. As as you can see, a lot of underage girls. They're apparently. all like seven years old. I know, it's disturbing. But this is literally trash, and I have seen people actually pick these as white. I know, and that's the worst part. There's genuine it's, body pillows for these girls. It's wrong. Um, now, this one does have a body pillow, pillow and she is overage. Mia from Monster Musume. Is she the snake? Yes. Okay. Because who doesn't want to wake up wrapped up in a snake? Me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking like, uh, wait a second. And then I realized your, your phobia. Yeah, I'm terrified of snakes. That's okay. And then Rios from High School DXD. I've never seen the show, but I know people would would waifu her hard. So that's why I All I know threw she's her got onto the big fake tits list. and big booty. Yeah, big tits, big booty, and red hair. That's all I know about her. Ah, so she's... If she had twin tails, she'd be top tier. Yes. 
Exactly. Now for my real waifu list, um, I got because I had to at my t number five spot, and this was really hard for me to choose my my waifu list because, like I said, I'll, I'll joke about having a lot of waifus, but I I find it hard to actually pick one. Mm -hmm. That's why my main waifu is Rem. So, well, correction, your main waifu is the Panzer, but all right. Yes, my move my on. main waifu is PZ4. So, so and and I got the top 3 down fairly easily, and it was the the 4th and 5th spot that I had a hard time picking. So, for my 5th spot, I I went with Lucy from Elf and Lead. Okay. I just do that. Because Again, For a minute, she's... I was worried that you were going to say Lucy from Fairy Tale, and I'm like, uh, no, bad taste. <laughs> no, and and it's it's kind of the same thing as who who were we talking about it before the the ball of adorableness and badassery rolled into one. Rem. Yes, Rem. I don't know how I forgot that. I don't know either. I thought you were just trying to Whoosh. bait me into saying the word Rem. <laughs> Maybe I was. <laughs> I'm gonna say I was. You weren't. Damn, you're right. <laughs> so again, it's it's just the same concept of like just adorableness and and badassery rolled into one. You know, in in her her Lucy alter ego, she's just she's really cute. She's really innocent, and and she's just adorable. But then you know she goes into her other ego. And all of a sudden, she's got something like, what, 12 invisible arms that'll rip you apart? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that's just, that's really cool. I can respect that. You'd really like my roommate's wall scroll. She has her naked on her wall. I, I've seen that. And I know. I do want that, to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> and then, so for my number four spot, I, I actually had to go to to the past like past to the past to the past so so i had to go older anime i guess this one's not really that old but it was it was kind of one that i i grew up with and mm. i guess not really grew up with but it was like it was it was when i was really starting to get into anime more and more mm -hmm. um and it is hinata from naruto I almost put her on my list, to be honest. Just because the first time I met you, I went into your room and saw, like, super sexy photos of her on your computer and your wall. Yeah. And I was like, ugh. But I thought maybe you'd moved on from your Hinata phase. I, again, like I said, I, I kind of had to go into the past for this one. Yeah. Because it has been so hard for me to choose my waifus aside from my top three. And, and and so that's why I chose her, and she's just, I guess I just have a thing for cute characters. Yeah, no, that's pretty she's, obvious. <laughs> yeah, she's cute, I love her. Um, this one, you don't know, at least I don't think you know. My number three spot is Isla from P Plastic Memories. No idea. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's why I was saying I, I really think you'll, you'd have a hard time with my list because it is kind of different. It's kind of obscure. Yeah. Um, now, now, she is great. Again, she's really cute. 
the this series is it, it's a love story basically it's it's kind of a a slice of life love story um it is it's set in the future where humans have developed androids mm -hmm. but they found a way to put to to create um like artificial spirits like an artificial soul into the androids mm -hmm. and but but the artificial souls have a shelf life of like seven eight years something like that so so it's about the the main male character and isla and they are they're employed at a job where they have to recover androids that are reaching their shelf life on their their soul limit you know that are seven years old because they've found if if they go beyond that they can they can get violent and cause harm so so it's it's kind of a it's a cute love story between isla and the main character and their adventures of you know discovering hey I I actually like this person. Okay. So so that one's I I would recommend Plastic Memories. It is a really cute show. It's really good. Okay. Um <clears throat> So for my number 2 spot this one she is a high schooler. Um I I think she's 18 by the end of the series. I can't mm -hmm. remember. Um, it's actually Taiga from Toradora. Okay. I should have actually considered Toradora for your list, to be honest. Yeah. Um, again, like, she's she's absolutely adorable. Um, she's the Tsundir. Yeah. So. Which yeah. is absolutely not like you, which I think is the reason I steered away from Toradora. It isn't like me, which kind of surprises me why I would put her on this list as well. Mm-hmm. So, but... But I I love her enough to for her to be able to take the number two spot. Because I had also considered um, a few of the characters from Neon Genesis Evangelion for you, but I'm like I I also considered them. Um, in fact, I know they, the redhead girl is uh, Sundere. Yes. Um, Asuka. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually prefer Ray over Asuka. Oh okay. I know I'm weird. <laughs> well, I think most people prefer Ray. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> and then of course my number one spot I have Rem from ReZero. I'd also considered Yoko for you, just because it seems like everybody is super super into Yoko, and I know you had uh, a bunch of sexy pictures of her on your wall when I first met you. And uh, the first anime convention we went to, you bought a plushie of her and you stuck her down your belt. <laughs> yeah, I do like Yoko, but it's kind of same thing. I don't really consider her waifu material. Also, she's 14. Yeah. Like, seriously, Disturbing. you guys, she's 14. I guess by end series, she's an adult because she's a teacher, but she's 14. Yeah. Um, I do have some, some honorable mentions here. Um, for my honorable mentions, I have I have Holo. From Spice and Wolf. Of course. I don't know why I didn't consider Holo. I'm 
I'm a little surprised you didn't have Holo on your list either. I guess that just didn't occur to me. Especially because I went for uh, one of your Figmas and not her. Or one of your Nendroids. <laughs> right. Um, and then I have Major Kusanagi from... Uh, why am I forgetting the series? Um, Ghost in the Shell. Oh, okay. Um, she's really cool. Badass. She she's shies away from the, the cuteness aspect, but she's a badass. Um, another one, honorable mention, is Joe from Burst Angel. Again, not so much the, the cuteness, but badassery. I don't think I could ever consider Joe a waifu, unless you're a girl. Joe's gay, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Well, that's that's why I didn't actually put her on there, but, you know, as as honorable mention, I do like her. Like, I don't even consider her bi. She's gay. Yeah. <laughs> and then my last honorable mention would be Akatsuki from Log Horizon. Okay, I can see that. So, so there's my waifu list. Surprisingly tame. Yeah. Yeah. Not Not compared to my <laughs> fake waifu list. Not even acknowledging that that was a thing, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> I feel like the anime just paused. Yeah, we, we usually have something playing in the background. It and... totally froze up. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, well. It yeah. happens. So, we do still have some time left. So, I figure this would... We're coming into the end of the uh, spring season. We are indeed. Like, I know that uh, Magical Girl Ore has wrapped up. Uh, I think there's a few others that I wasn't keeping up on that absolutely wrapped up. So, I will definitely... Next week we're going to be doing a different episode, but probably the week after that we will do our final uh, spring wrap-up episode. Mm-hmm. But let's just talk about kind of how we felt about the season so far and what... We think as things that if people are going to go back and watch anything, they should definitely do that before everything's wrapped up and they get swept up in a new season. Yeah. So. Because I know there are there are some people who will actually wait for a season to finish. Yeah. And then just binge watch the entire series. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for me, I think the one of the most honorable shows that I almost didn't even get into it was actually Tyler got into it and then convinced me to watch it. Uh, was Hina Matsuri. <laughs> I love Hina Matsuri. It is so great. I see this anime has suddenly, like, absolutely blown up a lot. Like, with a lot of the uh, anime podcasts and YouTube channels, They a lot of people are talking about this anime. So it's probably no surprise if you guys are the type to follow a lot of anime podcasts or YouTube channels that you have definitely heard of this series, at least, and have maybe tried to give it a shot. If you've not given it a shot, absolutely do so. Hina Matsuri is pure genius. It is a show that it, never... It is a fantastic comedy. Absolutely. One of the things that makes it kind of a unique comedy is we've had a few comedies, you know, this year already. Uh, probably the second best one I can think of off the top of my head is Magical Girl Ore. But the difference between uh, Maho Shoujo Ore and uh, Hina Matsuri is... Kind of how much the jokes last, I would say. Like, with Magical Girl Ori, it's kind of just like, here, we're just making fun of Magical Girl anime. It's like, you remember that, you know, really common trope that you see in all these Magical Girl shows? We're just gonna fucking slap it in the face. And 
the whole premise of the show is basically just kind of becoming obsessed with the tropes and making fun of it. Where the humor in Hina Matsuri actually has a lasting effect on the series. It's not your typical sitcom style of humor where it's just like somebody makes a gag and then the next episode everybody forgets that that gag existed. It sticks with you. The next episode, just, just that like, gag still is there. Just just like, uh, what's her name? The, the, the middle school bartender. Yeah. The, the face she makes whenever she's horrified by something like... And everything that happens to her in her life continues throughout the series. Like, it builds up. It's not one of those things that, like, something, you know, terrible happens to her, and then next week everything's back to normal. Everything bad that happens to her continues to happen to her later. Yeah. Like, we're not... This is a very, very continuous story, and the jokes aren't just put there to be, like, 30-second laughs, and then you forget they ever happened. You, you have to remember everything that happened. Or the series will remind you about those terrible things that happened. Yeah, and and it does it does do that a lot. Like yeah. I think the only thing it hasn't done that with is the one girl that travels back to the past onto the the or she travels into their world. I don't know what it is. It, I think it's just another dimension. World, world, whatever. But she goes to their their location and like she gets stuck on the deserted island. Yeah. I'm hoping she makes a comeback in the last episode. I think she will be. Like I think she's gonna make a comeback eventually. Uh, but even like the jo- like even her existence is a callback to an earlier joke where uh, Hina ended up losing her little sphere thing because uh, the what's his name the main dad guy. Nita. Nita, yeah, he got stuck inside of it and he threw it in the garbage. <laughs> and so when the uh, people from her dimension come back to retrieve her, they find out they can't retrieve her because her little sphere thing is missing. So they call somebody else to come bring an extra sphere and then that girl loses both her sphere and the extra sphere <laughs> and gets stuck on a deserted island. <laughs> oh, it's awful. Not to mention Anzu losing her sphere as well. Yeah, her sphere gets wet. Yeah. So it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. So the callbacks are absolutely fantastic. They are. So uh, Hina Matsuri, absolutely 10 out of 10 would suggest. We'll probably go into more detail about it in our wrap-up episode. Uh, The other really big one that I've been enjoying... And I'm actually, I'm really happy that I'm enjoying this one, because it had a really rough start. And that is actually P5A, Persona 5, the animation. I was so devastated when I saw how bad of quality this anime was in the beginning. And I, like, genuinely was upset. Like, I felt like I'd been robbed of something that I really, really wanted. Uh, my roommate doesn't understand why I think it's so bad. She just watches, she's like, yeah, I think it's really good. And I'm like, no. It really isn't. It's, it's not. It hurts. I know a lot of anime reviewers have basically written this series off as absolute garbage and do not watch. Like, it just wasn't worth their time to stick around. And I am glad I stuck around. Uh, the latest episode featuring Makoto's transformation was amazing. And I'm excited to see the episode that comes out tomorrow. Uh, also, I mean, baby Makoto. Uh <laughs> Fucking adorable. Uh, all the fanfics are confirmed to be true. Makoto is, uh, pa- is she's panda trash. I love her. Uh, 
I really like how they handled the situation of her transformation. I think one of the best things about this episode was something you never really get to see in the game, and that's, like, whenever a new person kind of joins their group or finds out their identities or whatever, they get to sit there and watch, like, the main characters talk to this cat that they don't understand. And so there's this whole scene where everybody is, like, hanging on this cat's every single word because he's, like, telling them this, like, plan that he has to infiltrate the next palace and Makoto's just following them. They're all listening intently to this cat and all she hears is meow, 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 <laughs> and she is just like, the fuck did I get myself into? <laughs> <laughs> and it's great because you don't understand the cat until you go into the metaverse. So That is great. And you never see that in the game because in the game you're only seeing it from the main character's perspective who can understand the cat. And every now and again, you'll have one of the characters be like, uh, you're talking to a cat. This is weird. Like, fuck yeah, don't you talk to cats? And that's it. Like, you're just like, yeah, cat talks. And then that's it. Then the person just, like, accepts it or whatever. But it was absolutely amazing seeing Makoto's perspective of this fucking cat bossing around, like, these four teenagers. (laughs) (laughs) And them just being like, yeah, cat tells us what to do. I mean, how is that any different than my normal life? That's true. Cat tells me what to do. <laughs> what can I say? Oh, like I said, uh, this game is absolutely fantastic because you start the game with the reputation as that thug kid who transferred to school and is terrifying and horrible, and you end the game as that kid that carries a cat in his backpack. So, I mean, <laughs> upgrade. Right? Yeah, I don't want my reputation to be the guy who carries a cat in his backpack. I know, me too. <laughs> this is the guy who sits behind you in class is just like, yeah, there's a fucking cat in that desk. He's he's, he's the real hero. Really? Yeah, <laughs> truly. He's just like, I've seen this guy creating like lockpicks and smoke bombs and the cat constantly congratulates him on his quiz answers. <laughs> and and yet nothing. Yeah, does, he never does, tells doesn't any even, of the doesn't even tell the teacher. Well, it's cuz he's afraid the big mean transfer student's going to kick his ass. So, I, MVP of the whole game is that guy right there, though. So, uh, those are the two I would recommend, and I'll definitely be going into more detail about them in the wrap-up. But, Tyler, what you got? Um, well, one, I would say definitely check out Megalobox. Mm-hmm. It is, it is a really good drama s- series. Um, it's, it's also got a lot of action, because obviously, boxing you know, um, and, and it just, I think it does it really well. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I'm no boxing, let alone sports expert, but, you know, from, from what little I've seen, I, I feel like they, they do the, the boxing matches really well as well. I think the thing that they really do well, though, is it really, like, incorporates why we should care about these boxing matches. Like, uh, I know Stefan was mentioning that the one of the great things about this series is watching what the character looks like when he's not trying versus when he is trying. And how much, like, detail that they paid attention to the sport. But the thing for me is seeing, like, a lot of, like... These, these characters are literally putting their lives on the line for this. And a lot of that, like, conflict going on outside of the ring brings itself into the ring. And I think my favorite arc of the show so far is when we find out that the coach actually had a former student 
who joined the military and was reported as dead. And so the coach gave up on ever seeing him again, only for the guy to reappear later, and but missing his legs. And he got some artificial ring uh, legs and made his way to the top of the boxing match qualifications. Yeah. And absolutely wanted to destroy Joe just for his own personal vendetta. And so seeing a lot of like that drama, like you know this ex-soldier who became an amputee and tried to take his own life and basically gave up on anything he had that he considered a family or a future was lost to him because of one explosion. Yeah. And he brings that to the ring. And it's just, it's great. I mean, I know a lot of, uh, you know, the praise the series gets is that it looks like a 90s anime, but there's much more to it than that. So. Yeah. So check out uh, Megalobox. It's great. It's more than just pandering to the nostalgia fans and yeah it is yeah it's it is a, it's a really good show um let's see other other shows i mean obviously my hero but yeah I, I don't think we need to talk too much on that one um i i'm gonna have to say sword art online alternative mm-hmm. um again it, it it does have some story aspects to it that i find ridiculous like the one girl being like, "Oh, I'm gonna kill myself if I'm defeated in this tournament." And yeah, which so, seemed really, which is absolutely stupid. stupid. I hate that, but uh, you know, setting that aside, I I do genuinely enjoy the show. Yeah, you know, it's it's got some some really cool action sequences. It's got you know. A lot of like a uh, variation of characters. The characters are are really interesting, and as as much as like I I hate to admit it, the the main character Len, she uses a P ninety, which I hate that gun. I yeah. really do. I hate the P ninety. It's such a stupid gun. But like well, seeing we know who's see- not gonna be your wife, <laughs> but seeing how much she like loves and cares for it it makes me think like well maybe it's not as bad as i say it is yeah we all know that that gun's not gonna be your waifu heck no remember hashtag uh tank hentai yes hashtag tank hentai (laughs) (laughs) uh i mean there's a few series uh i don't want to go into too much detail all of them because we're going to be doing that in a couple weeks. But definitely check out those four at least. Or judge us for liking those four. We don't care. And <laughs> <laughs> do what you want. Uh, if you guys are following Tyler on Instagram, let us know in the comments how wonderful or horrible our top five was. Uh, I think we're going to try to do more of these top ten lists. Judge, judge Tyler for every single one <laughs> of his fake list. And his real list, let's and, be honest. <laughs> you shush. <laughs> I'm judging you. Why? My list was solid. Solid trash. <laughs> uh, but make sure you guys follow us on Instagram. Make sure you follow uh, The Cracked Brain. We did, uh, especially on YouTube, we did post a video last week featuring uh, our boss eating ridiculous ramen. That was hilarious. Which is great. Uh, the video is not very long because the camera 
crapped out on us. Yeah. Um, well, while we're on the topic of the cracked brain, uh, we still have some, what, mediums and large shirts left? Yep, we do. So if you are following uh, the cracked brain, or if you're not, you should, especially if you're a cosplayer, uh, go check that out and then go buy one of our t-shirts, because we still have a bunch of those left. We also have that other site that we have some merch on. They have, uh, like, mugs, some other t-shirts, various things. So you can actually find those on our website, I think, right? Yeah, we, yeah. we should have a link to them. Absolutely. So uh, go check that out. Hopefully, if we start selling merchandise, we'll actually start featuring some Kawaii Cast merch as well. So Yes. Because I would really like to get that started. <laughs> that, oh, that would be great. Yeah. So uh, could, could have hats or patches or something that say my waifu can beat your waifu (laughs) no uh also if you are local and you want to be part of the show we're always looking for new guests and people to talk to and people to make suffer with spicy spicy ramen if you're interested Uh, (laughs) or or just suffer hanging out with us yeah for a couple hours Uh, especially if you have a topic in mind if there's something that you just really like, you want to talk about, and you notice that a lot of podcasts and YouTube channels are kind of neglecting this particular subject, we are willing to talk to you about it. Absolutely. Like, we will let like, you take like control open, of the episode. Open our eyes, you know? I mean, we we do have, like, different tastes in and of each other, mm-hmm. so, so we get a little variation in what we watch. Yeah. But at the same time, some of our tastes do intermingle. Yeah, like, so, I'm super, super into uh, story-heavy, uh, plot-driven series, and Tyler's into garbage. And and Tyler is into cutesy love stories, as yeah. he said, with plastic memories. Yeah, which actually, that does sound interesting. I might check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I, I would recommend that one. That one's really good. Um, so, you put, but yeah, again, I don't think either of us is really into a lot of, say, shonen. Like... None yeah. of us is into, neither of us is into Dragon Ball Z, you know? Yeah, which or... uh, Stefan talked to us about. It was funny, Stefan was supposed to convince us to watch Dragon Ball, and I think he just convinced himself to stop watching Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, it has ended. As far as I yeah. know, they haven't announced a new series for Dragon Ball yeah, yet. That's not I'm sure they will. Them. They'll remake Super five times before they announce the next one. Yeah, they'll make three. <laughs> three remakes of Super, and then they'll announce a new one. <laughs> and mind you, there's a lot about Dragon Ball I actually really like. I just... Not super into it. I liked the first Dragon Ball. I liked mm-hmm. Dragon Ball. I did not like Dragon Ball Z. I think the fighting game looks fun. Fighting game does look fun. Yeah. Anyway, so I think with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, I think this is a bit shorter of an episode, but I think we got a lot. We're, we're at about a little over an hour, hour and 15 minutes. Oh, okay, so that's about average. Uh, we are going to try to do more of these top 10 lists. I'm going to try to not, I'm going to try to always have some kind of twist to it so it's not super clickbaity. Because, I mean, we don't want to become the next top 10 YouTube channel list. Yeah. Because there's already, like, 50 of those, and we don't need to bring that here. We we really don't. But I, do, I don't think either of us wants to bring that here. Yeah, but I do kind of like the idea of making it kind of like a twist thing from time to time. Yeah. So, uh, let this us know if you fun. guys have, Yeah, let us know if you guys have any top ten list ideas that you think would be ridiculous and fun. 
yes, just send me a message on Instagram. We are your... I'm uh, very responsive, I promise. We are your creative slaves. So, we appreciate it. Alright. On that note, I think we're out. Yeah, we're out. Alright, we about... Bye! If I can... There it is. <laughs>